This is episode 102 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Tim Bowen. Do they have professional wrestling in your corner of the world? And Steven Johnson. I went from criticizing you to calling you the champ champ. Today, the guys check in with Chris DJ Dini, the recent winner of our first Steady Trade Paper Trading Challenge. Throughout the contest, I know Steven did a fair amount of trash talking to me. So I just wanted to go ahead and, you know. Put this, ah, yes! put this on and say uh, thank you for your motivation, Stephen. Chris has learned a lot over the past few months as he has moved his focus from paper trading to real trading. And he's back on the podcast to share what he's learned with you. So here are Tim and Stephen to tell you a little bit about what you'll be hearing on today's episode. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast. Today we have uh, DJ Dini. He is the winner of the very first steady trade paper trading competition. And we're now, I think, you know, a month or two down the road and, and DJ has found some success. So we asked him to come back specifically to talk about what he's doing, what is and isn't working. But our primary focus from this episode was trying to, you know, detail that transition from paper trading to real trading. Because I mean, simple fact is, and I mentioned this in the beginning when, when I started it with DJ, you know, it's a tool. It's not perfect. There's a lot of differences between paper trading and real trading. Yeah, and, and DJ arguably has made a successful transition uh, into real trading from paper trading. Now, I don't want to be the skeptic, but as you'll hear in the episode, some techniques, a lot of them work until they don't work. And when they don't work, they can be catastrophic. I really appreciate DJ's frankness when it came to, you know, you know, a lot of his trades are what we would call those early shorts. And he was very honest in the fact that he is routinely going for rides as we, as we talk about. But so far, so it, some of the things we talked about were picking a broker and, and DJ made a similar migration, much like, much like the unnamed podcast host will talk about of, of going from interactive brokers, getting frustrated with borrows ultimately to a broker that, that pretty much allows you to short any stock. We've, we've heard, uh, uh, somebody that might be on this podcast a lot go through that journey. Yeah. And, and, I, and I wish him well, but my, my closing or starting advice for anybody is, uh, the stock market is a roller coaster without properly screwed rails <laughs> and no safety harness so do not <laughs> <Well said. laughs> you will fall off yeah 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 the stock market is kind of like and this might be an american reference i don't even know if you'll get this reference but like when you go to and this is in rural america but you know it's rural michigan or or anywhere especially in like farm communities like where i am when you go to the state fair and it's like Joe Dirt is manning the uh, roller coaster. And you're like, Mr. Joe Dirt, has this roller coaster been safety inspected? And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. As he, as he smokes his cigarette and slips a sip of chat. But, <laughs> but like, like I say, I, 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 when it comes to someone losing money, I never want to be right. I never, ever want to be right. Uh, but wish him well, wish him the best. Uh, but I, I, it's very hard to say to someone, slow down when the when they're really doing well because when you're doing well all you want to do is scale up yep. but sometimes the best advice is to slow right down um and i wish i could have told myself that a year ago 
Uh, I'm trying to tell it to, to DJ now, and, and let's hope he does well either way. But, but some, the likes of Docs, only accelerate, and you want to be like them. You want to be that man, right? And they're, That's they're the outliers. Yep, they're, they're outliers exist in everything, you know. So, so, um, so anyway, I think it was a great podcast. It was a fun one. I'm glad to have Stephen back. Stephen's been on uh, working a lot lately at his day job, which, which has kept him away from the podcast. It was nice to have you back. Um, and I think a great podcast. And then we, we got into a lot of jargon. The nice thing is DJ's got a lot of experience. He had trading experience before the podcast or before the competition, you know, he's kind of been around. So just so you know, we, we do throw out some jargon and I want to define those terms as you hear them later. We talk about ACH versus wire, you know, the traditional way, you can fund like, you know, transfer bank to bank as you can use an ACH. Typically there's a three or four day holding period. Um, just like when you, like if you pay your credit card via your bank account, that's an auto clearing house transaction, but it takes a while because they have to wait for this period to where you can't revert because you can reverse ACHs. So the broker will typically hold your money until that window clears. And then we joked about wiring. Uh, wiring is instant and non-reversible. But, uh, you know, again, sometimes the brokers have a little bit of a waiting period. And, and I talk, I actually bank again. I, I keep making my rural Michigan uh, jokes, but I, uh, I bank at a, a local two branch. This bank only has two branches. Um, and they actually make me go in and sign each time I do a wire. So we talk a little bit about funding accounts. And then talking about waiting for profit taking, um, talk about like, actually, Stephen, why don't you jump in? Like, like we talked about, uh, uh, Roku and DJ was waiting for that profit taking day. You know, what, what exactly is he explaining? Yeah. I mean, if a stock is up multiple days in a row and it's, and it's due to come down, there's a, there's a classic scene in the trading community. I'm not sure if it was Roku, but there's a classic trading, uh, there's a classic, Saying in the trading community, and I remember Michael Good said it as well when I was back in Italy, is that if a stock's up three days on the fourth day, it's about to go. Uh, or if a stock's up on a Friday, sometimes it might squeeze people out, but it'll, it'll drop on that Monday. But what, what you've got to be wary of is every now and then, what you expect to happen will not happen. Um, and you've really got to, you've really got to be just watching price action and not, not hold your feet in a muddy ground to think that, it has to happen. Nothing has to happen in the stock market. I've heard Tim Sykes say it a ton of times. Nothing has to happen. You're playing a game of predicted odds and probabilities. The minute it, it looks even slightly like it's not going to happen, just, just get out and play the safe road. And then the, well said. And then the last couple of things that we mentioned that you may or, excuse me, may or may not be familiar with. Actually, I'm going to stop and let you edit out that burp. Some of the things you may or may not be familiar with are the profit lead chart. And, and DJ mentions this. So that is referring to profit.ly, which is Tim Sykes' uh, website that allows you to actually track your data. You can import your trades and you can, you know, use the uh, statistics package on Profitly to track your performance, what is and isn't working. And it has a leaderboard which is a double-edged sword as Steve. I'll let Steven talk about that. You know, it's cool to see yourself rise up that chart on the leaderboard of all the traders on Profitly, but 
it can be a double-edged sword and, and, and go ahead and give your kind of input on that, Stephen. No, definitely. I mean, and, and as, as much as I, I didn't want to dampen DJ's spirits because it's, it's like, it's like typical to say like, dude, I'm writing high, don't call me boss, but <laughs> I, I, I see a lot of, I see a lot of, um, in terms of psychologically, and while I'm not a psychologist, I see a lot of like, see a lot of psychological traits that I, that I get concerned about. So for example, when he's saying I'm writing up that, uh, profitly board or I'm, I'm having the best month ever. Um, or I'm, I'm number 22 now. These, t- these type of sentiments sound like I'm not, I want to get to the top and I don't really want anything to come between my rise to the top. And I don't want to kind of go back to 28 or 29 or 30. I want to go 21, 20, 19, 18. And, th- and these psychological traits can be extraordinarily dangerous in uh, becoming detrimental to a trader's mindset. And, uh, and I just hope to God. That DJ's taking Roland Wolf's advice of saying, onto the next trade, onto the next trade, onto the next trade, and not going to bed thinking, I'm 22, tomorrow I'm going to be 21. Well said. Or, or I'm up five grand, next month I'm going to make five grand or six grand. He, he's, he's, all his thoughts are, it's a game of probability, I'm going to stick to the processes. Well said, well said. So, that being said, Great to have you back, Stephen, and really enjoyed this podcast with DJ, and I think there's a lot of lessons to take away here. Um, I recommend everyone, when you first foray into these low price stocks, long or short, please paper trade, but this is a great episode explaining why it's not a perfect tool, but it's a great tool. Hey there, Steady Trade listeners. Now, we all know that Tim Bowen is the lead trainer for Stocks to Trade. But how many of you listeners actually use stocks to trade? Have any of you never even tried it at all? Well, if so, today you're in luck because Stocks to Trade is now offering a 14-day trial for only $7. Now, this means that for the price of a pretty good hamburger, you can spend two weeks of your time getting familiar with the platform to see if it's really as good as people say it is. And people say it's pretty good. My name is Luis from Los Angeles, California. I'm a brand new trader. I've been using Stocks to Trade now for just a little over a year. I highly recommend it to anyone. Uh, it's definitely a program created for traders by traders. Very fluid, highly intuitive. Um, it's got amazing pre-market scanners. And the best part is that you can even create your own screeners. Uh, so for a newbie like me, it's nice having those training wheels and also the opportunity to kind of learn on my own and grow from there. So if you're not a Stocks to Trade user, I highly recommend that you become but here's the best part. If you sign up for this 14-day trial, you'll also get access to Stocks to Trade University, the learning hub, where you can watch 14 videos with Tim Bowen walking you through each feature of the platform. So if you haven't tried Stocks to Trade, take advantage of this 14-day promo while you still can. Go to the website, stockstotrade.com forward slash 14-day trial. That's stockstotrade.com forward slash 14-day trial. All run together one word. Go take advantage of this promotion today. The data provided during the trial period is provided by NASDAQ last sale and does not offer OTC, BB, or Level 2. This promotion is for new users only. All right, as I mentioned, we're welcoming back DJ Dini, the winner of the first annual or bi-monthly or yearly or whenever we decide, decadely, I'm not sure the right term, but he anyway, not bi-monthly. DJ right. is the first winner of the first 
steady trade, paper trading, competition, amalgamation, whatever we did, name it. And, uh, you know, welcoming back, we're, we're a couple months in, and, and DJ has now forayed into more, uh, you know, basically full-time, well, part-time, so I got a job, but full-time real trading. And, I, you know, one of the things we get asked about, and, I, you know, and I, I kind of will argue with people a little bit because a lot of people will scoff at paper trading because, it you know, it isn't quote-unquote real. I think it's a great tool, but... Like any tool, I mean, it has limitations. It isn't a perfect scenario, but uh, what we wanted to do is kind of bring back DJ and talk about the differences he's found and, you know, and kind of break those down and, and hopefully give you guys kind of that analysis of, of going from paper to real trading. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, and DJ, I just want to be more direct with you and ask you how you feel right now. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, just recovered from a four day, uh, just straight DJing for every day Memorial Day and, uh, having a good time and, uh, trading's been going good and I'm enjoying it. And, and I mean, say before you started the paper trading challenge, uh, to where you are now, uh, has life changed anyway? Has happiness changed anyway? Do you feel any more fulfilled because you've had a bit more success in the market? I just, I just want to gauge the sentiment of how life's going. Uh, I mean, every, everything's been going good. I'm, uh, I'm feeling a lot more confident. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more familiar with the setups that I was really focusing on during the, the contest. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad I was able to go through a six month, uh, intensive, just put everything into action and see how it works, uh, contest. Yeah, I tell you, that's one thing, you know, um, and, and we've, we've recorded all the episodes and, you know, Stephen and I were, were willing to admit our faults in, in mentorship along the way. But I'll tell you what, nobody, I think one of the reasons you won, DJ, is, I mean, nobody put in the time and the effort that you did. And, and I, that's kind of one of the first things I want to focus on with the difference between paper trading and real trading is I felt like from day one, you treated it like this was real. This wasn't like, it didn't matter if you blew up. It was like, well, whatever, whatever. You approached it really, really, I thought, really disciplined. And we're like, this is for real. It may not be real money, but I'm treating this like it is for real. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, from the first time you guys announced you were doing the contest on the podcast, uh, I was emailing right away when you were like, email if you want to be in. And like immediately I was like, oh, yeah, that's for me. I got to do that. How, how, have you, how have you been doing since you went to cash? Are you, you, you've been trading profitably. Do you want to tell a little bit more about that? Yeah, I've been uh, trading profitably. Um, obviously, it's a bit different from the paper trading contest where, you know, you start the month with 30 and just double and triple <laughs> that account every month. Uh, so it's, it's definitely been slightly different. But uh, since the contest has ended, uh, I'm up as of Friday a little over 5K. Nice. And, and crazy. Re- refresh my memory. How long ago did we end? I can't remember. Uh, we ended in March. Uh, okay. okay. And then nice. Nice. everything officially started trading uh, in April. And uh, April was um, kind of a, an experimentation time for me because I went through a bunch of brokers in April because I couldn't find one that would like 
allow me to trade the same way I was trading in the contest. Yep. So let's actually let's let's start there because you know you know D, again DJ. I mean to the listener out there. Take, I mean, nobody prepares like this guy. I mean, most of the time, you know, Stephen and I just show up and we're ready to go after it. But DJ sent us a couple pages of notes and and, and <laughs> broke this down, you know, because this is really a big one of the, when you talk about the big differences between paper trading and real trading. I mean, paper trading, you can buy anything, you can short anything, you know. So so br- break down the brokers, what the pains in the butt. And then kind of what you've learned from, from specifically, let's start with brokers. Yeah. All right. So go ahead. And just your account size as well. That's the only other thing. Cause if you've seen you're making 5,000, just, just what your account size was at the beginning as well. I'd be curious and everyone else would be curious. Uh, well, I, well, I started with uh, 26 so I could be above BDT. Perfect. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the first, the first thing with the, the brokers was, um, obviously during the contest, I was, I was very short biased and, you know, that, that really does not work with all the brokers that are out there. Um, like if you're like in like a, a broker, like, like let's say E-Trade, if they don't have the shares, then basically you try to short and it just waits. Like you have to wait maybe five, 10, 15 minutes before it'll even execute that uh, trade if it's able to locate at all. So, uh, I, I knew right away that uh, dealing with a broker like E-Trade just wasn't going to work for me because I couldn't get the shares. Um, you couldn't get the locates. And so it just, it wasn't the right look. Um, then I switched over to uh, Merrill Edge just because they're associated with one of my banks. And uh, that was just a, a no-go because whenever you do anything with a low price stock, they send you uh a code that you have to enter from your phone oh, and then really? plug that in. Yeah. Interesting. I've, I like, I've never, no. I've never used, I've used a lot of brokers. I've never used Merrill, but so like, was, is it below a certain price or a certain volatility or, or, or what? I, I, I think it, I think it's volatility. Okay. And it's just like, I was like, but oh, basically God. like, listen, they're, they're like, it's, it's like we were joking about my, my gun collection. It's like a, it's like a waiting period. They're like, Hey buddy. Chill out, wait a couple days, and then decide if you actually want to trade this stock. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so, so you must have gone over to Interactive Brokers at point at, at one point. I'm guessing. Did you that try was the next one? That was the next one. Trade zero at any point. I went. I went over to Interactive Brokers, <laughs> and uh, they were a little bit better with with being able to get the shares to short. And you know, I wanted to try the ones that uh, were integrated into STT. Uh, so I went with E-Trade first and then uh, over to Interactive Brokers. But again, I mean, same thing with, with the locates. Like you can get like yeah. a locate maybe early, early in the morning. Yeah. But like middle of the day, it's, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And, and guess what happens when you take those shorts early in the morning and they get the borrows? You can guess what happens, right? Rip your face off. <laughs> <laughs> All day long. <laughs> And then, uh, so then finally I ended up at, uh, trade zero, uh, because yeah. now they have a U.S. trade zero. And so that one now I'm able to get locates, um, pay, pay the fee for the locates, uh, and, but get in at the price that I want to get in at. And, um, it, okay. it works out, it balances out because you're not paying the, uh, transaction fees. Like it's not five or $10 a trade. So, yeah. you know, the locates are just the price of doing business. 
can can I just ask, because what burns a hole in my pocket is once you've paid those locate fees, and especially if it's not a, a small trade, say you're buying 800, 900, 1,000 shares if you're trading with a $26,000 account, how much are those locate fees, which are expensive, burning a hole in your pocket thinking, oh, I should trade this or this might just drop. <laughs> I need right. to short this or it might drop. How do you handle that? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a problem. Uh, that I, I have, uh, one, one of the other problems, of course, is here, here's something I didn't even know about locates until uh, I actually started using a broker with locates is that once you get your shares, you have them for the day. Like yeah. you, can trade, you yeah. can trade in and out of them all day. Yeah. It's sick. I, yeah. I had no idea that was, that's how that worked. So yeah. it was know, a blessing. Some, that's good news when you hear that. Yeah. Uh, so one of, one of the, the issues I run to into though is like, once I get them and I've shorted in the morning and like, if it worked out and then I'm looking at it later in the day, I'm like, well, I got these shares already. You know, that that's where I, I was, I was, I was waiting for you guys to finish. Cause that was my next question. Do you, by, by quote unquote investing in these borrow fees, you know, you, you spent the money. Do you think it changes your behavior because of the fact that you've spent this money? You know, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, that's, it does. Good to know. And I, I, that, yeah. I, I was hoping that would be your answer because that's something I want the listener to think about is now, you, I mean, you're invested, you know, whether it be five bucks, 50 bucks or a hundred bucks or 500, yeah, no. you know, you're now invested in that ticker, whether or not you trade it. So. No, no, Tim, it, it plays games in horrible, horrible, evil ways. <laughs> <laughs> kind but, of, kind uh, of like your love life, right? So a touch touche a little bit, a little bit. But uh, the thing is like what you, you've got to be up early enough to the, the, the problem here is you've got to be up early enough to get the borrows, but then you've got to walk away and not use them too early as well. So there's a weird contradiction in the pattern or there's a, there's an obstacle to overcome. Cause if you just took those borrows in the morning and promised yourself that you'd look at the screen at 10 30, you're going to hit those double tops. You're going to hit those lower highs. You're going to hit those afternoon cracks. Yeah. But it's just too difficult to do. It's so hard. It really is. <laughs> like, it's like, cause me, I'm up, you know, I'm up five o'clock West Coast time to, to do stuff. And, uh, you know, you, you, you try to reserve at like, you know, six o'clock in the morning. And then it's like six 15. It's like, well, what's that stock doing? It's up a little. Do I do them now? Do I do them now? <laughs> Am I going to miss out? What, yeah. what if I miss out? And I paid the borrow fees. I'm exactly. going to lose them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is It is a definitely a difficult mental game that you got to play with yourself to avoid using them as soon as you borrow. Now, so, and again, I'm not fully versed in trade zero. I know they're kind of newer. Uh, now, now, like long trades, are, there, are they just zero commissions on, on going long then? Yeah. So they basically, their business model is they're mostly making money on these locate fees, right? Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Uh, Interesting business model. Okay. Fair enough. So. Yeah. I mean, they'll they'll chew up the, they'll chew up the, they'll chew up uh, the, the lower level consumers or the lower level uh, traders because obviously you've got to be trading 200, 400 shares to get the commission off and you've got to be doing ah, it. Okay. Okay. You do need to trade minimums. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Again, so a lot of the smaller account guys will be paying the dollar commissions. 
But yeah, the vast majority of money that they'll make is by selling a ton of shares and then probably going long on the stock when they're charged all the money for the shares. I mean, probably. <laughs> don't, don't anyway, <laughs> so so now now as as you've settled through the brokers, you're basically pretty much just at trade zero now. Then yeah, I have a trade zero for now. Okay, okay, uh, cool. and that that works for me. I mean, uh, obviously, I've heard the, the really good things about Centerpoint. Um, but for for now, trade zero is working. So until it doesn't, you know, I'll stick with that. Now, another thing that that you mentioned in your notes, um, j- just a quick thing, but um, you know, as you experimented with these accounts, I'm guessing you were like ACHing in and out and stuff. So explain the hassles with that and the fact that your money's locked up and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, not I mean, all of them don't even have ACH. I mean, some of them is you have to do a wire. Yep. And, you know, it's like the contest was over and I was like in a hurry to get in and start trading. But it's like, boom, four day wait, take yep. the money back out, go to a different broker, another four day wait, take the money out, go to another broker, four day wait. And it's like, I, I really didn't even get really trading probably till at least the end of April. Yep. Just, you know, I do a day well, or two with and- the brokers. And, you know, if you're, if you're having a wire, as far as I know, nobody's going to let you do, a, you gotta, you gotta do a wire in person pretty much. So it's like, you gotta go to your bank and stuff like that. So then you've got to find time for all this stuff too. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, no, you, you, you can wire from, from the internet now. You know. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I've done it, I always go to my bank. They always want me to go there. So, but I bank in a really small bank. So that's probably it. So you could, you boys in the big city, I guess, you know, it's not like, <laughs> not like rural Michigan where I know my banker and I've been at the same bank for 25 years, I guess. So, yeah, no, I, I dread, I dread entering a bank at any time. <laughs> I, I, the internet works for me. I'm good with that. No, but, but, but DJ, would you, um, I want to ask you a question that you've got to answer truthfully and that's, people trading is emotionless to a degree. Obviously when the competition's on the line, it doesn't still discipline. Have you ever once since the paper trading contest been in hot water, been in a short that you should have cut that you didn't cut, uh, been under a lot of money and got away with it? Have you had any of these situations or has your discipline been rock hard? No, I've been in those situations every single day. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to tell you everything is, is, is perfect, but I mean, it's really, I'd say I do one thing that I'm just like, why did I do that at least once a day where I, I let it, I let it run too far or I don't cut um, at, at least once a day. There's, there's, there's one for sure. Uh, but like, have, you, have you got away with it or have you been have, getting away with it? I've, I've, I've been getting away with it, but like I'll, many days I'm starting from behind the eight ball. Like I do something really – terrible in the morning and like the rest of the morning is making up for what i did fighting and then trying trying to come back (laughs) so so the answer is start later (laughs) yeah i mean obviously (laughs) but i mean that you know between doing it and and knowing that that's what you're supposed to do there's a gap that doesn't fill you know like there's there's a lot of rules i've set for myself that i'm I'm actively working on trying to actually stick to. So, um, you know, one of them don't short on a Friday afternoon ever, ever. And, 
you know, that got me on Friday. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let, let, let's let's talk about that. What, what what happened on Friday? I mean, it's it's close. It's recent enough that that it's fresh in your mind. What what happened? What was the stock? What exactly happened? So, well, I mean, yeah, you're, I'm guessing OTLK probably or uh, no, but you are going to hate me for for what it oh, was. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I was waiting for that. Uh, End of the day crack on Roku that never came. Oh, okay, okay. So. Yeah, so that was that was uh, unfortunate, but you know, and Ro- Roku's. I'm pretty sure Roku is a low float, volatile, can move quickly, higher price stock. If you've got a bit of money in it, it will it will rip you. Yeah, I mean, I, I was waiting for the profit taking, um, but the profit taking didn't have till this didn't happen till this morning Dang, on Monday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and today was the profit taking. So, right. and it, it's too high that I couldn't I couldn't hold it over, and wouldn't want to hold it over a three day weekend. So, I clearly was not alone in that boat because there was a whole bunch of people that just ran that thing up right at the end of the day. Nah, man. Honestly, like I mean, I I you are doing better than I am, DJ. But if I can pass on anything through years of experience, it's like you cannot not 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 get attached to a plan. Get attached to what should happen. Get, like, you just cannot, like, whatever happens, that is what you've got to respect. And yeah. it's impossible to respect it. And I can't do it. And I fail all the time. Blew up more accounts than I can think of. But, uh, it's, it's price action rules and it goes head and shoulders above anything else. Absolutely. You know, and. I, I I don't want to do the things that I do wrong. I really don't. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. You know? I don't. I don't want to eat McDonald's, but I still do most days. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I yeah. don't want to. I really don't want to, but I do most days. Yeah. So the, the the real question is, and Tim, you can go on, but the real question is, how do you exercise self discipline over that brain? How do you do it? Because the ones who do it win. I mean. If, if I could exercise the self-discipline that uh, I think I have, you know, <laughs> then I, I feel like I'd be doing like so much better right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like I'm doing all right, but. Well, yeah, um, again, you know, again, I look at your paper trading success and, 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 you know, if, I mean, really you mentioned with all the moving around brokerages, I mean, you're all, a lot of April was gone. Here we are recording the end of May. You know, for all intents and purposes, you're up five grand in what, five or six weeks? I think there's a lot of listeners out there that would kill for that kind of performance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one, one of the, the things that's been fun and has, has motivated me is the profit league chart. The, uh, you know, I, I, I've been, I've been trying to make my way as high as I can on the profit league and just having that as like a goal has been really good for me. Um, I got up to number 20 on the verified over 30 days um, before some of my earlier trades have now uh, gone away. But, you know, it's, it's been great motivation for me. And it's like, you know, if you see your name on the list with the people that you've learned from, you know, it's, 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 it just, it feels very fulfilling. It's great motivation. Now, now I want to jump back to kind of a few things that you had listed also too. So like the next topic you talked about was, the, was the fills. Okay. When it comes to getting executed, you know, again, just a little bit of background for the listener when you're paper trading, you know, the cool thing about stocks to trade is the stock has to have volume. Like a lot of paper trading uh, packages, they'll just fill you even if the stock isn't trading, they'll just pick a price that it's trading at. But 
the simple fact is when you're paper trading, you're not affecting the market. You know, we could, you know, going back to the paper trading competition when Liz was trading like millions of shares of a stock that wasn't even trading a million shares a day. You know, you're, you're, you've got to actually have liquidity to get filled and your bids, you know, or your, your, your buys and sells can affect the market. So kind of explain, you know, what, how you've discovered that and, and the differences you've, you've noticed. Yeah. I mean, with, with the fills, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. It's like a lot of times you are like in paper trading, you can buy the bid and sell the ask. And in real life, that barely ever, ever happens. Like the only time you're going to get that, that fill on the, the bid is like, if the stock is like dropping and moving quickly and you have your, your fill or you have your order already before it gets there and then you might get filled. But sometimes if your order is big enough, then you actually stop the momentum of the stock as it's dropping or uh, same thing on the ask. If you're, if you're, your cover is too high or, or your cover is, is high above the ask and it goes right up to the cover. It might stop at your order because your order is too big. And then, you know, you could be the change in momentum of the stock because um, of the, of the way it works. So it's in paper trading. Like if you are careful, like there's almost no reason to ever take a loss in paper trading because uh you know, you always have the, uh, the gap between the bid and the fill. Um, but in, in real, in real trading, it's, it's basically the opposite. Like you are uh, always starting behind. You're down. So, yeah, you're down. always starting down. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if there's, um, how would I say this? If there was some pieces of advice you could give for someone who is moving from paper trading, to real trading based on your experience, what would it be to better prepare them? Um, I mean, use paper trading as the ultimate tool to test what you've been learning. I mean, that's, that's what it's there for. Um, it's not the be all end all, uh, but it is a great tool to say, okay, this stock has this resistance here. And I think if it hits it, it might come down. So let me put that into action and see if that actually works. Um, yeah. And you're testing the formula. You're testing the formula. And, you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt that if you did that in, in real life, the gains are not going to be as big as they are in paper trading. Or, or you might not get filled. You know, you might, you might call it. You might say, okay, I think this stock's going to spike to two because two is resistance from six months ago and it will fail. And you sit there and you might, I mean, it might spike to two and drop and you're right but you didn't get filled. So it's like, that's the double-edged sword of it. So Right. And, you know, things move so quick. I mean, I, I'd like to really get better at, at going long, but um, my hardest thing with going long is always how quickly something will spike and drop. Um, you know, I, I honestly feel like when things are, like, dropping in a short, they drop a little slower. Um, <laughs> like when, they, you, when you're in them short, they drop slower. Yeah, but like you can have uh, a long and, you know, like let's say uh, something's approaching $3, it breaks through $3 and it shoots up to like three twenty, and like two seconds later, you're back at $3. So if you didn't have your order in place to begin with uh, somewhere between 3 and three twenty, then you've, you've missed out on the spike already. And that, that's why that's 
probably my my biggest weakness with longs is is just being able to to make those trades. So so what's what's your go to short setups that you found that you've made money from? I mean, I'm guessing you made something from Gratani, something from maybe Roland's going to come out here. But I'd be interested to hear it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, shorting in the things that have that that resistance level from a previous day that have yep. big volume on that resistance level. Yeah. Um, the the gap downs, of course. I mean, yeah. Uh, there, there's actually kind of a pattern that I've I've hit a couple times in the past couple of weeks is uh, the Friday to Monday gap down. Uh, nice. Something that on Friday has like an un, I'm going to say unnatural kind of squeeze at the end of the day and yeah. it's gapping down on Monday and just Monday just boom, drops right off from the open and just keeps dropping like today, Roku. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, as many, as many variables as you can possibly get is, uh, is, is, is to, to the benefit, I guess. Yeah. Um, one that I got uh, the other day was actually straight from Oracle in STT. Um, it was uh, AVP and Oracle said resistance is at four and it had run up the day before and uh, it was gapping down a little bit and it opened, I would say at maybe 385, went right up to four. I shorted at four and it dropped all the way down to 360. Nice. Interesting. So, cool. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, Oracle and STT, it, it it works. You know? Yeah, well, and that, that's the cool thing. A lot of you get, a lot of listeners might not be familiar with Oracle, but one of the biggest things it does is it looks at prior support and resistance levels. So that, that's one of the biggest ways I use it is, is it, you know, and if you've never used it, you can get the trial. I mean, it gives you this, we call it the Oracle bar, and it gives you those support and resistance levels that, you know, are they guaranteed to hold every time? No. But something great about it is, especially if you're a new or growing trader, it gives you levels to key off of. So now you can say, you know, like, you know, DJ shorted AVP with that resistance at four. If it breaks four, that's confirming to you that that resistance is broke. And now you're, you know, you're going to stop out of that trade and move on. So it's a great way to kind of guide you through these volatile stocks. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, STT has been, has been great. STT Pro. Um, you know, uh, I'm in there every morning, every afternoon. Uh, and you know, I haven't seen you there in about six months, Stephen. Where have you been? Mate, I'm in Amsterdam right now. I'm not in Amsterdam. I'm in Breda. Well, well, you guys make fun of me for my small town bank. I'm pretty sure you can go to a webinar from Amsterdam as well. So no, no, come on. I've been, I've, I've actually been working full time recently. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. If you, if you want to know the personal details, we can talk about them, not, not on the podcast. <laughs> but, uh, but don't worry, I can be back. I can be back, but I need to get back to the other country first. But, well, well, and, but back to that, I kind of jumped ahead. So, but, uh, but yeah, DJ, thanks. I mean, you know, I see you in there and, and it's great to see what well, I always go back. You were my favorite in the paper trading competition because I think back to, uh, uh, October, September, October, whenever the site conference was. You know, and we started, you know, talking and, and doing the interview process. And I'm like, man, this guy knows his stuff. You know, you know, it's kind of, I always joke. I think it's a steady trade running joke of my admiration of dancing with the stars. But uh, it's, I watch it because of my daughter. But I always thought, I, I thought of DJ, and, and, you know, and this, this contest was open to anyone. But I always thought of DJ as kind of like the person that had dancing with experience 
that went on Dancing with the Stars. And I think it was just part of kind of refining that process and kind of getting you into that trader mindset. And as we move through this, man, I mean, you've, you, I, I know you still go for an occasional ride, like you mentioned. Daily. You really, you really got that trader mindset. <laughs> daily. Oh, I don't, earmuffs. No, but, I don't want to hear it daily. But Tim, 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 can I, can I, can I, can I give, I, I don't like giving advice to other traders, especially when they're on good runs, because I know that I've been on the good runs and Chris went, Oh, DJ, when you, when you say I was, I was, I'm like 22 on the profitly chart. Like I remember when I, I was also like 27th on the profit chart and I was like, wow, I'm going to really make it this time. And then you get this confidence. Um, I just, I don't like to give advice because obviously you're in your hotspot. I'm not in a hotspot right now, but so I want to use Tim as a buffer, but I would say that five grand that you'd made, uh, you've made, I would consider going back to 27 and starting back from that number. Because it's as fast as you can make it. It can just from experience. And, and I've been where you've been. I've been up five grand, six grand, seven grand. I've made me losses back. And then I've lost them again. And I know that I'm speaking from experience, not just of myself, but of a lot of traders. So I'm just airing the caution. You don't have to take the advice. I'd like to get Tim Bones input on this as a veteran. But I, I would honestly say if you're five grand up, take that five grand and do it again. Don't get too comfortable with a big account size and then get a shock when a big loss comes. What I, what I like about what Steven is saying here is, is, you know, you've, you've saved, and this is for DJ and this is for any of you out there. Yeah. You've saved, you've saved that money up, you know, you've squirreled it away, you know, or maybe it's trading profits. Maybe you've turned five into 30, whatever. But what I, what I love about what Steven's saying there is you go back to like that 27. And when that big loss starts coming or 26 or wherever you're at and you're like, I do not want to go back under the PDT. It almost forces you to take that loss as opposed, you know, if you're at 35 and you go all the way back to 26, you know, so that, I think it's a, I think it's a great tip by Stephen. So yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 it definitely is. And, um, you may not want to take it. If I was you, I would say, fuck off. Sorry. I'd say, <laughs> say, fuck off. I'm not taking it. I'm, I'd say, I'm going to be the next big thing. I've got a formula and I'm, and it's working. So I, I, like, I wouldn't take the advice being you, but, but maybe the you in a year, mate. <laughs> I'm just, that's. Well, no, I'm no. Here, here's what I was going to say is I've also been there. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's not a, like a, a new thing for me. Like, uh, there was a stock that I traded a long time ago. Uh, it was, uh, FIO and it was like, uh, solid state drives for, um, for Max. And there was like this rumor that for like the longest time that Apple was going to buy the company. And I rode that thing, I think from $8 to $32 and all the way back down. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, I, I definitely have, have had that experience before and, you know, that's, that's a lot of what I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to do and make the most out of from what I've learned and just kind of, you know, not make those mistakes of the past that have prevented me from being profitable forever. You know, you, you know, I think, and that's a, that's a great tidbit, you know, for the listener. I mean, it's really, you know, when it comes to the learning curve, I mean, I know some people do it in a couple months, most take years and it's really because you have to make these mistakes. I mean, you don't know what the mistakes are. And, and, you know, I'm, you know, DJ remembers 
this FIO trade. I mean, I mean, the pain is still there. I don't know how many years ago it was, but a lot of that is just experience and saying, listen, I am not going to do this again because nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. I mean, trading is about mistakes. It's just minimizing those mistakes. And I think sometimes you just have to feel that pain and say, I ain't going back there again. I'm, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not doing that again. Right. And, um, you know, like you, you, you use the analogy of burning your hand on the stove. Yep. And, you know, what I've, what I've always said is, you know, I've burned my hand, I've burned my hand, and I've just, I've never managed to actually make myself a meal. <laughs> oh, you know, I've just, I've just been, been hungry this whole time. So now, now that I finally got some good experience and things that are going my way, I feel like, you know, I'm finally, finally eating a little bit, you know? <laughs> Well, what, uh, you know, you know, and this was actually Steven's idea when we were getting ready. I think, I think we'll kind of wrap up here. What do you think are the top three, you know, and this could be tips, could be things to avoid, you know, or what, you know, again, as, as the winner of the first paper trading competition, we hope to do another one soon. You know, what, what are the biggest top three things to know related to transitioning from paper trading? to real trading, you know, and, and just do your best. We kind of put you on the spot, but yeah, I mean, um, obviously with, if, if you're going to paper trade, I would say go ahead and uh, turn on the virtual fees because that's, that's such a big part of actual trading is the fees that you pay on a daily basis. So, you know, if you have the option to set it to like six or five or $6 per trade, I would say definitely turn that on. Cause you know, it's not realistic if you're not, Good point. Good um, point. I would say, uh, you know, again, what I, what I had said earlier is, you know, use it to verify the patterns that you're watching um, because there's, there's no other way to do it. Like in order to do it in, in real time, live action, I mean, it's one thing to look back at the chart at the end of the day and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that was going to happen totally. But to be able to do it in the heat of the moment, Um, it's, it's a very different world. It's a different kind of, uh, stress than you've ever experienced before, especially when you have real money on the line. Like, like, like I was saying, like, you're going to start every trade immediately down because of how, how you get filled. So, um, you know, you, you hit buy and you know, it says negative $60 and you're like, Oh, Oh, (laughs) and then as soon as it, it, as soon as it turns green for a minute, you're like, all right, I'm out. I made $10, you know, Yeah. because yeah, you just don't want to see that red. So it's um, 60 bucks, not small amount of money. eh? that's, that's yeah. a lot of big, Mac. that's a lot of big Macs. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, I'd say that's, that's two. Um, and definitely know that what you're doing uh, is going to move the stocks. Yep. Um, like you, you definitely can be the reason that a stock stops running um, and it can also be the reason, like, let's say you are, uh, you have a short going and you get out right before it's a breakout. You could be the actual person that caused that breakout because of whatever your share size is. So let's say you had like uh, a lightly traded stock and the breakout point is like 230 and it's at 229 and you're like, cover, cover, cover. Well, you're not necessarily going to get all your covers at 229. Your first cover could be the part that pushes it over and then people have their buy orders coming in and you might not finish getting filled until like 
238 or something like that because you actually were the straw that broke the camel's back and pushed it up over the, the breakout. Yeah, because your bids, you're moving your bids up to try and get out. I'm, you know, you're, you know, again to the new users. I think probably most listeners understand short selling, but we've got a lot of newer traders. I mean, remember when you want out as a short seller, you have to buy. And something that veteran short sellers know, well, and everyone should know. I mean, again, you have that potentially unlimited losses. So. There's, it's very easy for that heart to go up in your throat and be like, get me out, get me out, get me out, get me out. And then that's why, again, why I caution shorting these low float, low, low liquidity stocks. I mean, you get a couple, just a couple panicking short sellers and all of a sudden it's through the roof. So, so yeah, so just keep that in mind. If you're the difference between paper trading and real trading, as DJ mentioned, you might be the reason this stock hits the high of the day. And then everybody's like, whoa, it just hit the high of the day. And then the buyers come in and the shorts panic. And now you're stuck because there isn't enough liquidity to get you out. But, yeah. Uh, and one of, one of the other things is, is use uh, paper trading uh, to get your screen time in. Like there was uh, a stock the other day, OTLK. Uh, it had been up for three days and uh, it was finally starting to turn. So we all thought. Uh, on the fourth day, and uh, what ended up happening was a short trap. And I had experienced a short trap in the contest um, maybe two times, and so I knew what was happening when it was happening, where you know all all the the asks were stacked up and getting bigger and bigger, but the bid was not moving at all. Like it was just stuck at five, and I had seen that happen in the contest, and I was like okay, I know I got to get out right now because this is about to uh, rip everybody's face off. And I got out and it did. Like it was a short trap that was stacking, stacking, stacking. And then, uh, you know, the, the big order came in and then it went from uh, 280 to 320 in a matter of seconds. And I got out right before it happened because I had experienced that in the contest. And that's one of those things, you know, you, there's nowhere that, that you're going to learn that. Yeah, you, you can't, actually you can't, see you know, it happen. Yeah, and, and 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 great, great topic to end on because yeah, I mean, you can watch DVDs, you can watch YouTube videos, you can listen to the podcast, but until you're there, in it, paper or real, it's just like I don't know if you could ever trigger those neurons or however you want to explain it to actually be like, okay, I saw this before. You know, and, and I think, and again, nothing against archived materials. That's why I love what we do in Stocks Trade Pro where it's live every day. I mean, it's not a screenshot from a year ago. I mean, it's like you get that screen time and, and the only way that scenario, I just don't see how you could ever with archived material explain that to someone versus you recognize, you know, real time, this is happening. I rec- I've seen this before. Right. It's, it's just, it's screen time and you got to get it. It's the, the only way. Um, cool. Before we wrap up uh, with, with STT pro, I just wanted to say, uh, so what Bowen doesn't know is that he's now gone from mentoring one world-class video DJ to two uh, in STT pro. <laughs> nice. Uh, my homie uh, purple, purple owl 
is actually a, a video DJ from Orlando, DJ really? Rage. Really? Awesome, yeah. awesome. And Purple Owl, I know, was crushing it in Roku, actually. So, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you, you, you're, you're mentoring a subset of a subset. <laughs> so, hey, man, find your niche. Find yeah. your niche, you know. <laughs> so the, the trader community and the DJ community are now uh, intermingled. So <laughs> Nice, nice. And, well, uh, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Last thing, uh, you know, throughout the contest, I know Steven did a fair amount of trash talking to me. So I just wanted to go ahead and, you know, put this, ah, yes! put this on and say, uh, thank you for your motivation, Steven. Thank you for, uh, did, for that. Dude, dude, honestly, it's cool. <clears throat> and, and as a man of the universe, these I, days, I don't know, I don't know if Steven even gets the pro wrestling reference. <laughs> yeah, I, I get the stupid wrestling reference. Do they, do they have professional wrestling in your corner of the world? Miss, it's or do you guys just sit in the bar and drink uh, and watch soccer and watch people run around a field that's too big? Why is that soccer field so big? It could be it, way smaller because because humans can be fitter than the fat, roided up NFL players. Well, we're talking about wrestling, not football. Wrestling's even smaller. No, well, to be honest, <laughs> wrestling's old. Mate, don't even just don't even get into this with us. Re- wrestling's old. Mixed martial arts is the new thing. I don't follow fake wrestling, but but as a man of the universe, DJ, uh, um, I respect what you've done. I respect your dedication. Uh, trash talk to make the podcast comical and interesting and intriguing, as as you will no doubt guess. Um, and I and I, I hope that you can um, I hope that you can go on to succeed, and I hope that you can manage the discipline, which is areas where I've failed. I hope you can get on top of it, and if you do, I'll be the first one to send you a text message saying what's the secret. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, Stephen. No and yeah, yep. So I'll, I'll take us out here. So again, the biggest takeaway we've talked about a lot of stuff: paper trading versus real trading, but. To me, the one biggest takeaway, and I've repeated this how many times through the competition and today, is if you're going to paper trade, diligently track, you know, treat it like it is real. I think, and, and not, you know, we had a bunch of great contestants in the first series, uh, season, but I just, I don't think anyone treated it as seriously and as real as Chris, a.k.a. DJ, did. And I think that's why here, six weeks post-competition or whatever it is, up five grand, you know, in, in five or six weeks of trading other than when he was, you know, moving brokerage accounts around. I think that is the biggest takeaway. So use it, but treat it like it's real. Oh, well done, DJ. Not just the champ of paper trading, but slowly real trading. So you're not just the champ, you're the champ champ. If, if you get <laughs> a UFC reference, champ champ. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I've been a UFC fan since <laughs> UFC 1. I watch them both. So I'm right there uh, with both of you on this. So. Uh, and you... there's some epic fights. There's some epic fights coming off. Gustafsson and uh, the other guy is it's going to be a good one on fight night. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I've been to a couple of events. I've been to Bellator events, so. You know, I, I'm, I'm an MMA fan, but I'm also a WWE fan all day long. All right, well, I'll, I'll sign off by saying I went from criticizing you to calling you the champ champ. I appreciate that. <laughs> Perfect. Good stuff, guys. That was good. Hi, this is Aaron, a.k.a. Double A Ron from New York City. And I like to go outside and find a stray dog. 
preferably an aggressive breed, like a pit bull or a rottweiler. Then I get real close, stare it down eye to eye, until it starts to chase me. Then I run. That's right, I run. While listening to Steven and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast, you can register to win real, actual prizes at their website, steadytrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing review on iTunes. I did, and this is how we say goodbye in New York City. (laughs) Oh, 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 o